Good day. I'm Dave Diamond, the Chief Technology Officer at Dell EMC. I work within our global healthcare organization, and my responsibilities include driving the next wave of innovation with our customers in partnership with some of the most dominant technology players like Intel across the healthcare industry. I'm here today with Bryce Olson. He's the Global Marketing Director for Health and Life Sciences at Intel. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Today we're going to share some insights on one person's journey to fight cancer on his own terms. This should drive home how technology can help improve outcomes through precision medicine. This may not be a familiar topic to many of you listening today. However, we're going to take this conversation up to the next level. We're going to have a pragmatic discussion around precision medicine, how to use genetic and biomarker information to make treatment decisions for patients as individuals. During this discussion, we're also going to talk about how technology plays a role. Now, before we begin, Bryce, Please take a moment to introduce yourself. Hey, absolutely. Thanks, Dave. It's always a great pleasure to talk with you. So my name is Bryce Olson. I am the Global Marketing Director at Intel's Health and Life Sciences Group, but I'm also an advanced cancer patient, and I discovered a new way to fight this disease that's directly connected to what you've teed up here for this discussion, so looking forward to it. Thanks, Bryce. Let's get right into it. You've got a unique point of view on precision medicine it's very personal. Can you explain why this is so important today? Absolutely. So I'm familiar with some of those traditional treatments that you mentioned, like you know chemotherapy, and in my case, I also had hormone therapy. These were follow-on tactics when surgery didn't get it done for me. And my journey in cancer land really kind of started in 2014. I was diagnosed with very aggressive prostate cancer that quickly grew into metastatic disease, which is also known as stage four advanced cancer. And so I did those standard of care treatments and they helped me for a little while. But, you know, my cancer soon started growing again in early 2015 and I found myself running out of options. Fortunately for me, I discovered this new way to fight, you know, by using a genomics guided precision medicine strategy where we applied science and technology to identify what was really fueling my disease at a molecular level using this thing called DNA sequencing. And that in turn opened the door to match me against these new targeted drugs that, you know, really offered the promise to go after those bad actors in my cancer DNA. And and for me, it worked. Um, I was able to shut it down for two years between March 2015 and March 2017. And I'm very grateful for that. Wow, that's quite a story. How's this approach to fighting cancer now evolved? Where are you today with your disease? Yeah. So, you know, I got two years out of it, but just like anything, no matter, even if you use the best that we have in science and technology today, you know, we eventually get recurrences and that's what happened to me too. But, you know, strategically, nothing's really changed. Um, Now that I'm on this path of precision medicine, I, I really don't plan on veering off the path because I know it works. And now we just have to simply dig deeper. So I've built up some resistance to the existing targeted treatment plan that I was on. And that just means we have to do more DNA and, and also RNA sequencing to identify, you know, both the gene mutations and also the functional effect of those mutations. You know, cancers accumulate these, these genetic changes. And, you know, typically only a few really drive tumor progression. So I just need to know which variants or, or mutations are expressing the most right now, the ones that are really driving my disease, and then how you know to really figure out how to target that. So 
One of the companies that's supporting me on this is uh, TGen, the uh, Translational Genomics Research Institute in Arizona. They are a leading biomedical research institute that's really on the forefront of enabling this, this new generation of potentially life-saving treatments. And I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to uncover some new insights that will help me. But Dave, we're also going to need more medical, more scientific, you know, more technology entrepreneurs to, to fix potholes because there's still a bunch of potholes that exist on this path of precision medicine for patients like me. That's quite a story. It's reassuring to hear that you have a plan and that technology is helping. Thank you, uh, Dave. And, and I agree. You know, I feel from a technology perspective that, you know, the industry has really made a lot of progress. Um, you know, we've figured out to process and analyze and, and store, you know, very large genomic data sets. And we've figured out how to take that down to particular mutations and, and variants that doctors should really be paying attention to as well. Um, and, and honestly, that alone can open up new doors for so many cancer patients. I'm proud of the fact that Intel, the company I work for, has worked with Dell EMC to optimize the underlying compute and storage infrastructure for this new genomic workflow and the underlying bioinformatics code as well that researchers use to align that data off the, the you know the data that comes off the genomic sequencers and and then call the variants or those specific bad actors in a person's disease. You know, we've made a lot of progress on that. All that's been optimized to run on this new infrastructure. So, you know, researchers can spend more time making discoveries. They don't have to be spending time monkeying around with their code. And we've helped accelerate that in a big way. That's great. That's very encouraging. When you take a step back, Intel, a leader in technology, what is, what's coming? What's in the pipeline for technology that can help spin this up faster you're obviously, you know, very astute in the industry, you know, based on what your role is at Intel, but what are some of the things that you see coming from a technology standpoint that we should start to prepare for? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I was giving this a little bit of thought. I, I think from a precision medicine patient's perspective, you know, who has already had some success with, you know, what I'll just call for all practical purposes, precision medicine 1.0, I think it's going to take a lot more collaboration between hospitals and cancer centers and, and organizations that are sitting on, you know, large gene, gene banks of data to really kind of find the next wave of answers for people like me. And, and what I mean by that, so if, if you think about it, so I was one of these first set of precision medicine patients, you know, who was told that my cancer was fueled by a certain set of mutations, you know, that were druggable. So if you look at, you know, lung cancer patients, for example, sometimes they're told that they have an EGFR mutation or an ALK mutation, and that is being used to directly match them into some kind of a drug. In my case, I had a, a mutant PI3K pathway, and that opened the door for a new clinical trial drug. But what do we do when we ultimately develop resistance to those first-line drugs? You know, most of the hospitals today, they don't have enough patients who have been, you know, progressed on those kind of first wave of precision medicine treatments, and they need doctors and researchers to share data and insights in a way that's going to be feasible and effective. That way, there's more data to look at, more likelihood that doctors and researchers can identify other patients that look like me, for example, and then how to treat them. So when you standardize a lot of this on common industry standard building blocks and, and similar tools and platforms, it makes it easier to share with centers that have a lot of this data. And 
you know, I know for me personally, it's taking a village because here's, you know, myself, a patient who's driving this need for an answer. And I've got a lot of researchers that are trying to help uncover this for me. So I guess I know it's a little bit of a long-winded answer here, but patients like me, I think, are the future. And we're demanding answers and hospitals better be ready to provide it. That's a kind of a call to action there. And in listening through this, I was just thinking about a concept. It's, it's along the lines of data is the new software for precision medicine and the ability to share that data. So what should hospitals do to get ahead of patient demand? Because people are going to hear your story and they're seeing this in the industry and there's more and more awareness built. What are a couple of things hospitals can do? What would you recommend? I think step one uh, is probably making sure the strategic executive level decisions to pursue this are happening at smaller and medium-sized hospitals. Because if you don't realize that patients are going to start demanding this, then and if you don't have the capability, I, I can tell you they're going to start to bounce um, if they don't get the answers that they want. So I think this starts with deciding you know, what departments can benefit the most from this. And today that's probably oncology and, and pediatrics. And when you get that executive sponsorship, then you have to look at your existing workflows and, you know, how are they going to need to change to reflect this from pathology who gets the samples all the way to, you know, establishing molecular tumor boards and, and clinical decision support where a molecular diagnostic and treatment plan can be brought together. And, you know, you can start small. You, you can begin by outsourcing this to a commercial diagnostic lab partner, for example, who will take those samples and and send you back a, a clinically interpreted report to guide therapy, you know, or you can realize that this is the future and that this data is going to be very valuable and that you want to begin generating it and creating your own knowledge base that makes you unique and valuable to your patients. And that's going to also enable you, by the way, to, you know, make new discoveries and make you interesting as a hospital to other institutions that want to collaborate with you. So get together with companies like Dell who can, you know, help you get set up with the right infrastructure to take this on and then guide you to the right partnerships to fill whatever gaps that you currently have. That, that would be my guidance, really. That's great. And Bryce, thank you so much for sharing your journey through Precision Medicine. Uh, we're going to close now. This is Dave Diamond, Chief Technology Officer at Dell EMC Healthcare. And thank you all for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed this passionate discussion. For more information on Dell EMC and Intel Precision Medicine Solutions, please visit us at www.dell.com slash healthcare and www.intel.com backslash healthcare. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dell EMC Health and at Intel Health. Let the transformation begin.